We are live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live with Campbell head football coach Mike Minter. I'm Chris St. Meyer. Another great show for you tonight on the second half hour. We've got the Campbell volleyball team will drop by. We will take a chat with uh, head coach Greg Gorl and two of our wonderful seniors as they get ready for the CAA tournament, which starts this coming Thursday. Campbell coming in at the, as a three seed after a, a sensational regular season. But to kick us off, as always, we're talking football. And joining me now, he is the two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, an NFC champion in his 10 years with the Carolina Panthers. He is Campbell head football coach Mike Mincher. And coach, senior day on Saturday, you said goodbye to 25 guys, many of whom have set the foundation for scholarship football and then the CAA era of football. You lost some good guys that have been a part of really building this program and taking it to the next level. No, absolutely, man. Um, you know, Chris, it's, it's, a, it's a bittersweet um, situation every time that the seniors are um, playing their last game um, with you. And, um, you know, I got to see a lot of those guys grow up and, and, and um, mature into great young men. And, and um, unfortunately, we, we didn't play um, as well as we wanted to there in the first quarter. The, you know, the game kind of got away from us. And so, you know, just great dudes that, that have helped um, build the foundation of what we're going to be in the CAA, um, which is, you know, uh, really, really proud of them guys are doing that you know coach uh, you were taking on a, a top 10 ranked Delaware team and this was a team that came into the game they needed a win to keep their championship hopes alive and they took advantage of a couple of mistakes early no they did I'm, um, you know I, I think it was fourth and one and, and we went forward and, and they was able to get the stop um, and then in two plays score, right? And, and then the, the second um, deal is, you know, we turn over the football again, and they was able to get another touchdown. And, and, um, and, and then we, we drive the ball. We finally get a drive going, and we on the five-yard line. And um, we throw the football <laughs> and um, interception uh, for a touchdown. And so that's a – 14-point turnaround um, right there. And, and so when you look at that, um, that's the ball game right there. That, that's, you know, um, three turnovers that was really, really big uh, for us. Um, and, and we got to be able to take care of the football. And, and again, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it's your best player, um, you know, um, having um, one of those moments of, of really not playing at his best. And so I look forward for him to um, finish off this career, great career he had here on Saturday. Yeah, it, it hurts in a lot of ways, doesn't it, Coach? Because we have seen, especially this year, Haj Malik Williams, who is your he's, – he's the best quarterback that ever played here uh, at Campbell. He's going to have pretty much all the passing records when it's all said and done. He has most of them right now. And, and it's a shame because especially this year he has been so good – and a, and a couple of mistakes. It, it seemed like once he made that first mistake with a with a fumble, which look every, everybody does. You get hit, you you fumble the ball, but then 
it seemed to me afterwards he was trying to do too much, and that's what led him into some other uncharacteristic mistakes. No, that's that's exactly what happens to um, anybody. It's it's the opportunity to um, try to bounce back, try to respond, and then what you do is you get squeezed, and then you start to try to do too much. And at that position, at quarterback, you just can't. You can't be that. You got to be, you know, even kill. You can't be too high. You can't be too low. And um, you got to get back to center, Chris. And, and he never was able to really get back to center to get our football team back into the ball game um, and get the offensive, um, you know, moving around. And, you know, unfortunately, man, you know, it's his last game, you know, on that, on that field. And, and um, you know, man, the fumble then turns into the – pick six and then now I'm I'm going back I'm, and, and I'm acting like I'm him he's probably going back to Richmond yeah in that fourth quarter what happened there right that gets that game out of whack and and um you know so you know that's six turnovers and and um two big games that that we needed to play well in um to to win those games and and um you know unfortunately he he wasn't able to to get that done but yes he was pressing after that fumble. Um, I, I thought too, Coach, that when you see that game, and again, against good teams, you make a mistake, they're going to hit you. They, they, they hit you quick twice. You were down 14 nothing, but like you had done all first quarter, and that's what the, the shame of it is, you were moving the ball on this Delaware team, this very good offense. It was the third time on their third drive that they were not only in the Delaware territory, but you're in the red zone. You're Inside the 10, if you score a touchdown there, after all that's happened, it's 14 to 7, you can probably take a breath and, and look, you're going to be in for a dogfight. I don't know what the final score is going to be, but I don't think the final score is going to be what the final score was. No, absolutely, Chris. I think you, you um, hit it right on the head, man. It's, it's, it's an opportunity to um, kind of weather the storm um, and, and get yourself, um, you know, back to center um, with that touchdown and, and um, you know, Again, great play by the young man, um, you know, making that play and then running it back. And um, so that, that makes it tough right there. Um, now you're down 21-0 in, in a blink of an eye. And, um, and you know, and, and it's, it's unfortunate um, because, you know, you, you want to show better than that. You, you, you want to play tougher than that. And um, you're a better football team than that. And, and, um, and so – you know, that, that, that's what makes it tough, man. It's when um, young people try to do it all by themselves opposed to just doing what you've been doing all season long. And, and that's, um, you know, getting the ball to um, your teammates and letting them create and make plays for you. Uh, offensively, after those mistakes and, and settling down a little bit again, you, you still stick with your run game a little bit. You can't lean on that as much as you would like to. But what did you see from your offense really after that first quarter? Well, what I saw was the offensive line. I, I thought the offensive line, Coach and I, really had his group ready to play. I did too. I thought they played well. They pushed the – you know, we was winning the line of scrimmage and and, um, and and really controlling that. But, again, when you're down 21-0, it's hard to um, kind of lean into that more uh, with that um, being said. But – you know, I, I thought I told you guys and I told you uh, before the game that it was going to come down to can our secondary make plays against the pass? Because I knew we was going to be able to shut down the run, even though they are a team that can run for six, 
they was getting 5.6 or some a carry and got 2.9 in that game. And, um, and, and when you up, you running the football. So they ran the ball 31 times. So yeah. it wasn't like they wasn't trying to run the football and, and we was able to do that. And it, and it was going to come down to the secondary. Can you make your one-on-one plays? And every single one of them, Chris, it was four touchdown passes. We there, right? Yeah. And um, we wasn't able to make it. Um, then we got one pick. So five times the ball go up in the air like that. You make one, they make four. And that's the difference in the ball game, regardless of how many turnovers we had. Um, those balls that was 50-50, you had to win those. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, the DBs did not come up with the, uh, with the play. They was there. They was in position. And, um, you know, it, it becomes a, you know, who, who's better than who yeah. <laughs> um, in those situations. I thought that was on tape this year and then in person. I, I, I thought that was the best FCS team I've seen all year. No, Chris, they, they was really, really um, good. I told Coach that um, before the game. I said, man, look, it's, it's one thing to be tough and smart, um, which I thought uh, Elon team was. I, I thought uh, William & Mary team was um, and a Richmond team. I said, but what you guys have and what Villanova has, you, you, you guys got talent and you that, right? And, and your experience, you done been there, you done done that. And that's the difference um, of, of what I see with us and where we going um, and what, where, where they at. It's just, it, you know, the experience of being there, playing those type games um, and having that talent, um, put that together and, and then you, you, you rock it throughout the season. And, um, you know, that's, that's a really, really good uh, football team um, that we played. But, man, I, I remember playing JMU. It, it's not at that level, though. I mean, that, that level when we played JMU, and they was an FCS program before they went yeah. FBS, um, it was a different type of um, team in JMU. So, but Delaware was, um, you know, the best team we played this season. Coach, you're, you're in the locker room um, after a game like that again saying goodbye at home to, to a, a lot of the seniors. What, what was your message to your guys in the locker room? Well, you know, the, the, the message is opportunity. When it, when it comes, you got to be ready um, to seize the moment, right? Um, you, you, you can't let outside things, senior day, mom and dad here walking on the field, whatever, um, get you out of your element. You, you, you have to, you know, regroup and, and um, then be able to go out there and perform. Now, a lot of those guys did. Um, the, the other thing I told them, I said, now, that is the best team um, or one of the best teams because, you know, we'll find out this weekend who, who, you know, who wins out of Villanova and them. But, yeah. um, you know, that, that's, what we, that's where we at. You know, that's what we fighting for right there and um, know the difference and what, what you felt throughout the game um, and, and just know that, you know, that's what we're chasing, man. And, yeah. and, and that's what we got to get ready to do um, as we move forward. And, and, you know, we got one more game this weekend and um, we got to finish out um, the season the way we need to finish it out. But, um, you know, that, that was a... A, a moment where the young guys 
you know, the, all these great recruits that that's young and and, and um, you know, growing up. Look, that's that's what we shooting for, and and that's what we about to go get. Yeah, and speaking of moving forward, uh, a big one coming up this uh, weekend for a lot of different reasons. And when we come back after the break, we'll talk about it. Campbell's last game of the season. We'll break it down. Campbell at NCANT, and we'll talk about that coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. We will be back with our final football show of the fall featuring uh, head coach Mike Minter. That will be coming up this next Monday, 6.30 to 7.30, right here at the County Seat. Our weekly visit with Campbell head coach Mike Minter. Also, as you know, on the Camel Call podcast that drops midweek, you can listen to a replay of this entire show and every Monday show Wherever you get your podcast, uh, search Camel Call Podcast and get a listen. There is one more game left in the season. It's away. Campbell makes the 90-minute drive to the triad to take on NCANT, 1 p.m. on Flow Sports. And first, I have to let everybody know, since it's been a very confusing journey for NCANT, you, you think it's hard, Coach, trying to explain to everybody from the Big South to the CAA. NCANT, three years ago, they were in the MEAC and then they came over to the Big South for one year, and then they went to the CAA and everything but football last year. So last year, everything was in the CAA except football. When you played them, it was a game in the Big South. Now this year, both schools are in the CAA and everything, including football, and, and I don't know about you, but I think this is going to be, much like Elon, a, a, a pretty good rivalry. Again, we right down the street from one another, right? So it, it's it's going to be um, something that's um, inevitable for us to play each other every year. And, um, you know, it, it was fun last year to play those guys. I didn't like the outcome of, of what the game was, but uh, we get an opportunity to right that ship and, and um, you know, finish this, um, you know, this season in the CAA 4-4. Um, four yeah, and I think that's the big thing. How much discussion has there been on that, the fact that people chose you to maybe win two games in the CA, maybe one game, they pick you third to last. You are not going to do that. You have a, you have a chance to finish sixth in this league. How, how much conversation has there been that, hey, four and four in the CAA, that's an unbelievable record? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a lot of um, discussion in the, in the building about let's finish strong and, and – um, you know, let's let's do it the right way. Cause you you got the last game, like I told you last year, man. When we was in the Big South and and um, you know, kind of trying to figure out um, you know that season and 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 then I said, man, look, you win the last game, all these stuff in the off season, feel a little bit better, taste a little bit better, um, because it was your last game that you could play. And um, so this is the the type of mindset. Um, that we've taken into this one. And, um, you know, we, we let one go last year um, against this football team. So a lot of guys remember that, and, and a lot of guys want to, um, you know, make that um, important, right, to to um, get that back. And, and so 
Man, there's so much that, that goes into it, but four and four in the, in the um, CAA your first year, um, I knew going into the season that we was going to have to overhaul the whole roster to even come in to be competitive. And, um, you know, to finish up four and four is, is, a, is a great accomplishment. And so we got to go get it. And um, that, that's the purpose. That's the, that's the plan. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to um, getting to Saturday. Coach, I, I think much like you, I was surprised like everybody this year. It was a really good A&T team last year. Their record right now is 1-9 overall. They're 0-7 in conference. They have played some really good teams really close. But, but what do you see from the Aggies? So why are they having trouble this year? Well, I think um, everybody does. So it wasn't you, – you think about it, it's four – Big South teams that went into the CAA. So you look yep. at you look at Hampton. I think they won one game um, last year when they got in. Um, Monmouth won two games in the CAA when they got in. Um, so it's tough, you know. And, and and you know I know that it's 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 tough for people to understand, um, you know, where we at and, and you know because we had opportunities to, you know, win a couple more of those games and and, and you looking at you know, maybe six and two, right? So yep. I think it's always the, you know, you go into the season, people expectation is one thing, and then once you get in it and then now you're in it and you're like, oh, man, we could have, we should have, you know, and, and I think the disappointment in that is what really hurts your spirit and yep. your whole um, soul about that. So, um, you know, they're a good football team. It, it's nothing wrong with them. Um, they've been coached well. Um, they playing hard for their coach. They're making the right decisions. Um, you know, it, it, the CAA is real. <laughs> it's, yep. it, it'll make a good football team in the Big South look like they can't win in the CAA. Well, and, and I think you make a really, really good point, Coach, the, the fact that these teams, Monmouth, A&T, Hampton, all having trouble their first year in the CAA. And right now you have a chance with that 4-4 four and four record. Not only would it be – much better than any of their first year in the CAA. It would also be better than all of them right now. And yeah. and with Hampton and and Monmouth, they've been in two times. So I know, yes, you're thinking about the close games and 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 what could have been and that. But I, I think if you take it for what it is, it's a pretty good showing of, of what you guys have done, showing that you can compete with everybody in this conference. No, absolutely, um, and and that's the beauty in it, Chris, is that you do get a chance you get you got the chance to see the top uh, one of the top teams this year you got a chance to see one of the top teams last year all the playoff teams with Richmond and Elon and in and, and Delaware and William and Mary and so you got a chance to see these guys and and now you got to see you know where you at and and where you got to go to um, even close the gap even more so we sitting here at the end of the year talking about where we gonna play um, after this week, you know, that's, that's the, that's the, mm, you know, it's, it's been 11 years of, of moving and, and shaking and growing and pains. And, and so, you know, I got 11 years of this pain. It's not just yeah. this season. Um, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you, you say, man, um, okay, guys, let's, let's <laughs> we, we, we gotta take this win, uh, finish 500, but man, we, we, we gotta we gotta do something uh, way more spectacular. So I'm talking to my man at the end of the year. 
about um, what we playing in the playoffs, and and that's really yeah that's really why we do this, and and um, you know that that's that's the purpose and the mission. But you know, again, you got you got to win this one, and and I don't want people to think that I'm thinking about next year, um, yep. and not this week, um, because um, all our focus and all our energies. Um, even this morning, great practice this morning. Guys are ready. Guys are flying around. Um, and, and, you know, with all the disappointment, you still got young people um, that's on this football team, man, that's ready to play this weekend and, and close it out for these seniors. Yeah, because you told me last year winning that final game of the season, you said it in the fall, but then in the spring you told me it made a big difference in off-season workouts in the spring. That, on top of everything, is what makes it so important. No, it really does. And, and um, you know, again, I, let me let me say that, that my coaching staff, man, have done a great job with um, what what I asked them to do, meaning, man, look, we got to go get uh, – overhaul this roster. You, you got to go recruit these guys. Um, you know, a lot of these guys got here – in the summer or right before training camp. And, and he, by the way, guys, you got to make all these people become a team. And, um, and, and so they've done a great job on top of that, you know, uh, making sure that the academics is, is, is right. Because, you know, you bring in a lot of different guys from a lot of different places. Campbell academics is, is different than everywhere else. And, and you, have to, you, you have to do a lot of work. Yeah. And, and, and so um, my coaches, man, have done a great job day in and day out, checking classes, uh, staying in the building, making sure that these guys are in class, making sure these guys are handing in their, uh, handing in their work. And you got 120 dudes that you're doing this with. And, and, and by the way, game plan and getting yeah. ready. <laughs> um, so they're not even in the, um, in the office throughout the week. Yeah. Um, they, they are in the classrooms um, making sure that these guys are, are locked in. And so, you know, you look at all that stuff and, 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 and the stuff that they do, um, you know, they, they, I'm, I'm proud of them, man. They, they did a great job of, of, of really, you know, getting these guys prepared, um, you know, on the field and off the field. Yeah, and, and you've said it before. This is the closest to tight knit, the all kind of in, in, in the same boat, pointing in the right direction that you've ever had your, your, your coaching staff. With your coaching staff, getting together, looking at NCANT, what do you know you guys are going to have to do? Where, where can NCANT get you? Where do you have to be careful? Well, we're going to have to stop the run. Um, that's going to be number one because I think that's what they do the best um, on offense. Um, and, um, and then defensively, um, what they do is, is, is they're going to play similar to William & Mary because he was the defensive coordinator there. Um, and, and Hodge has got to, you know, get the right reads, get the ball to his playmakers, and um, don't overthink it um, and, you know, just play smoothly. <laughs> and, and if we do that, Chris, um, we, we should be okay. Thank you so much for the time, Coach. I really appreciate it. It will be Campbell at NCANT coming up this Saturday at 1 o'clock on Flow Sports. We'll have complete audio coverage for you starting at 1245. We've got volleyball coming up next after the break. But before we go to break, basketball takes center stage. Not only is it Wanda Watkins Day coming up this Saturday at 2, where we honor um, the Campbell women's basketball 
Head coach great. The Hall of Famer will retire in May. We're going to honor her. But then next week, to get you ready for the holiday, it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The Creek Classic, the Creek Wins Basketball Tournament is back next Monday and Tuesday. Campbell plays at 7. Next Wednesday, Campbell plays at 5. NC Central on Monday. Idaho State on Tuesday. 4 o'clock games on both of those days as well. The Citadel on Wednesday at 5. So we've got your tickets to all of those games, five games in three days. For the winner, that uh, every time you come here to Camel Call Live, you get a ticket, you get a chance to win a prize. So as we go to break, 626-364-626-364-626-364. We have a winner, a young fan for the Camels. And when we come back after the break, we will talk volleyball. Back after this, it's Camel Call Live from the county seat. Oh, welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. Leading the Camels in his 11th season as head coach is a man who just two years ago led Campbell Volleyball to their first ever NCAA tournament appearance, then followed that up last year with the first regular season conference title in program history. He was the conference coach of the year last year. He is the winningest and longest tenured coach in Campbell Volleyball history. He is Greg Goral and Coach how proud are you of what this team this year has accomplished? I'm very proud of them. I <laughs> didn't know what to expect going into a new conference uh, with a lot of quality teams. And our squad has just shown a lot of gr uh, grit and guts throughout each weekend, um, especially with the draw that we got as far as the schedule. It was so tough. That schedule was so tough. I've been telling everybody. <laughs> yes. I mean... Only f like only four home weekends, five road weekends, yeah, and uh, on the road at the top three teams uh, in the conference. So uh, to do as well as we did, you know, we went eight and zero at home, and uh, was five hundred on the road, which is kind of a good formula to to have. Um, but for us to win on Sundays uh, was a big thing for us. Um, opening weekend at Delaware, we lost a close. Uh, four-set match, and then our team showed a lot of resolve in coming back and winning the next day. The same thing at Towson a few weekends later. Um, same thing at Wilmington a few weekends later. Like we, Our team just uh, had a lot of resolve, and once we were more familiar with our opponents, uh, we were able to step on the gas and go. And that's not easy to do, especially on the road. You were playing, as you said, the top teams in the conference on the road. You played them really, really tough pretty much every Saturday, so you would lose heartbreakers to, uh, to to use a sports cliche and then to have the mental and the physical stamina to come back the next day and and beat these teams I mean that says something about uh, about the heart of your team right oh, absolutely uh, we've got a lot of great leadership on our team and then like four seniors that that just do a great job and they have a lot of poise and composure and then fly around and make plays and then we've got a really strong group behind them uh, of playmakers and role players and a lot of energy energy people. And so uh, it's a great combination to have. Uh, we have leadership in a lot of different ways and a lot of uh, team chemistry. And so um, 
on a day day by day basis, you know, someone is showing up and leading our team in, in the right ways um, and helping us uh, be successful. Uh, as we mentioned, third place in the conference, 13 and five overall in the conference, six and two against teams in the CAA tournament. Number one, they only allow six teams in the CAA tournament. You've got the third seed. Um, you split two matches on the road with Towson and Delaware. Those are the two teams seeded one and two in the tournament. How much confidence does that give you? Uh, I, it gives me a lot of confidence. I hope my team is as confident as I am. Uh, but to know that uh, we can play with anybody that we're going to face uh, is a good feeling. And to know that we not only can play with them but beat them um, just shows us, like, hey, if, if we have the right mindset, uh, come out in the right way and, and dictate play, like, we're going to have our chance to win a championship. On Thursday, you will begin tournament play. It's hosted at Towson. That's up on the other side of Baltimore for those getting familiar with CAA geography. Uh, you take on a, a Northeastern team that you beat at home in back-to-back in -back matches. What can you tell us about this, this very tough team that you'll face on Thursday? Yeah, they're, they're good, and they've got a young outside hitter um, who's a candidate for freshman of the year in the conference. Um, they've got a fifth-year senior middle who's a problem. Uh, she's long and athletic, runs a lot of slides, scores out of the middle, um, and led the conference in blocks. Uh, so we've got our hands full with them. Um, they've got, again, like they're, they're strong defensively um, and they're physical up front. I think uh, as a whole, they led the conference in blocks, at least through most of the season. I haven't checked lately, but they are going to be uh, a team that we will have to make sure we're dictating play, we're, we're serving well, uh, forcing them into predictable situations uh, so that we can defend and transition and, and hopefully get runs of points off our serves. You've been experienced not only winning conference tournament titles, but it seems like whether you've been seeded one, two, or five, uh, you, you have had your teams ready to make runs. What does it take to make a run in a conference tournament? Um, preparation is number one. I think mentally being prepared to do whatever it takes to go win a championship. And, uh, you know, with six teams, obviously we're going to have an extra match in there that the top two teams won't have, like we won't have that buy, and so it's mentally being prepared um, to win three times. And I think the other part of it is our, our leadership within the team, uh, our seniors, and they're the ones uh, that ultimately decide, hey, let's get this done, and bring everybody along with them. And so that's, that's been a big piece to, again, our success so far is Chloe, Claire, Ann, Mel, uh, McKenna have willed this team to be successful at times, and we're going to need it again this week. We will talk to them uh, coming up in our in our final segment tonight. But but what can you tell me about Chloe and 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 Claire Ann, these two seniors that uh, we will talk to coming up in a bit? Um, I mean, they're stuck together like glue. Uh, the only two players in my 2020 class that came in uh, right during COVID. Um, I think it was actually fortunate that. Even though we didn't play that fall, they got an extra season to train. And they came out ready that spring to really contribute and came out firing. Um, Claran is amazing. Uh, the best defensive player that we've had uh, covers half the court by herself. Um, just an amazing athlete that reads well, defends well, serves well, passes well. Um, I can't say enough about her. and. 
unless you watch her play, you don't realize how good she is. Uh, but nothing really gets by her. You can't tip a ball over the block. Um, she'll get there uh, before it hits the floor. Like she, She's just uh, been our defensive captain for all four years that she's been here. Um, and we probably aren't winning championships without her. Uh, Chloe is, again, one of those leaders that we have. Um, hi, Chloe. Um, she, she's just a tough Texas kid that, again, works her butt off, whether it's academically, uh, whether it's in the gym. Um, she is our hardest worker and uh, refuses to be average at anything she does and always wanting to learn, always want to be better. And when you have someone like that over the course of four years, um, they are going to be successful. Uh, they figure it out um, because they, they don't know any other way to do things. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned it because I think what's so special of this, and I'll talk more about it with, uh, w with your two seniors, but the most successful four-year run by leaps and bounds in the history of, of Campbell Volleyball, a transformative four years for this program, really, from now till the end of time. I mean, I mean, this is going to be what people look at as a start of, uh, of something great with what you have built. But it all started in that crazy COVID fall where you guys did not play. And then you come back in the spring and play. There was no conference tournament. I really think the way you guys were gelling and the way you guys finished that, that, that you, you might have won yeah. the tournament that year. But then it sets you up for the fall when you do win the tournament, go to the NCAA tournament, follow it up with regular season, and then this year. And it all started in the weirdest year of year, which could tear people and programs apart. Right. And um, our team actually really gelled during that time. Um, we knew that, like our players knew that if they um, – didn't stick together and, and started, you know, socializing with a lot of other people that we would get shut down. Yeah. Like we would like if someone gets COVID, like all of the, all of the uh, contact tracing and all that stuff would knock us out and not yeah. allow us to have a season. And so they, I mean, by force being together, um, but it also really helped us gel as a team and, and have that chemistry and camaraderie, camaraderie that you need um, to be successful. I mean, now, like, they care about each other. We've got a very inclusive team. Um, they do things together, whether it's freshmen and seniors or sophomores and juniors. Like, it doesn't matter who's doing what. Like, there's, there's always some people doing it together. And uh, that's, that's been great for us. Um, what you have done to build this program, and again, you basically built it from scratch, but you have recruited all over the country uh, eight different states representative. California and Texas are the most. Both those states are not close to North Carolina. And again, in the early signing period, which was this past Wednesday, you made another splash for just phenomenal signees. Yes, and they come from all over the country as well. Um, I'm really excited about this 24 class. Um, obviously, our four seniors are going to be hard to replace. Um, but we have Victoria Tupi. Um, she's from Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia, um, a big physical 6'1", outside hitter, uh, can play on both pins, um, but just a, a physical um, scorer that we need, physical presence at the net. Uh, side note, her mom played at Florida, so <laughs> wow. volleyball at Florida, so she's got the genes in her. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that, like, she knows how to work. Uh, she's got a great smile on her face every day and, and gets after it. 
Um, we have a 6'3 middle in Maddie Lammers uh, coming from the Cincinnati area, and actually she's cousins of Meredith Reisman. No way. Uh, they're third cousins. <laughs> uh, but Maddie's long and strong and athletic. And, um, again, I don't know how we'll ever replace Mel, but she will try to fill those shoes um, from, a, from a middle blocker standpoint. Um, and then we have uh, a second-team All-American setter, in Hannah Patty, coming from Cleveland, Ohio. Wow. Um, and she's legit. Um, she, <laughs> at 5'9", she runs a 5'1 offense for her squad, so she plays in the front row, jumps and blocks, uh, even during club. And, and she's on one of the best club teams in the country as well. So um, a really dynamic player, athletic, um, runs a great tempoed offense, very intense. She hates losing <laughs> um, and will bring that mentality into the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, they talk about gym rats. She, she's, a, she's one of those. She wants to get in there. She wants to go to work, um, and she wants to be really good. So um, her intensity and competitiveness will definitely be something that uh, she brings to our team. And then we've got Haley Heitfeld coming from Portland, Oregon. Um, she's 6'2". She can play in the middle. She can play on the right. Uh, she can also dominate on the left. Um, and so like, she's, she's one of those hybrids. We're, we're going to figure out what works best for her uh, and for us and, and plug her in. But uh, she's a monster up there. And uh, she had <clears throat> walk-on offers to some Power 5 schools. Um, and, again, like, her dad was actually a basketball player at Gonzaga. No um, kidding. Yeah, 6'11", Josh Heitfeld. <laughs> so um, we've got... We've got to have some length, and then we've got a very talented setter that's going to come in and, and really help uh, bolster our offense as well. So I'm excited about this group, and uh, we may add another one as we go uh, through the spring, yeah. but uh, of our early signees, like, I'm really excited about these four. Yeah, and we're excited to see them, but we're excited to see what your team will do uh, coming up um, this weekend. Coach, congrats on the season such this far, and, and best of luck this weekend. I appreciate it, Chris. That's Greg Gorham, head coach for Campbell Volleyball. We come back after the break. Chloe and Claire Ann are guests in our final segment here on Campbell Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. In 2021, Campbell Volleyball won their first conference tournament title in program history. They followed that up with the regular season title last year. This year, a third-place finish in the much tougher CAA and a chance to go back to the NCAA tournament when they play in the CAA tournament this weekend. It's five straight winning seasons, which is a record. Uh, eight straight winning records in conference as well, which is what this Campbell volleyball team has done. But this senior class, the best and winningest class in program history, and two of the champions are with me now, and Claire Ann Fector and Chloe Cook. And ladies, when you think about all of your accomplishments, we'll start with you, Chloe. H how does that make you feel? Very nostalgic, just thinking about where we came as freshmen in that COVID season and all the chaos that entailed with that. And then to where we've ended up now, it's, um, it's really cool to reflect back on that. And I'm just really proud of us and the teams that we've been a part of and all the success that we've had. Claire Ann? 
I think it's great. Um, looking back, we have had an awesome four years here, and we've done so much. Um, it was a really great experience coming in and starting right off the back. It was very nerve-wracking, but we had a very strong um, classes ahead of us, and they really showed us a path to go down and really has supported us to get where we are. It, it was incredible because we talked about it. You know, that, that 2020 season, you, you know, Coach Gorl said, not only did you not play, but you really didn't get that true freshman experience because classes were online and you really had to stay with your team at the time that was tough. But, but, but he said it really made you guys kind of stay together in gel. Did you get that? Oh, yeah. Well, so coming in, it was literally just us, and we were stuck in Pat for a month all by of our, by, all, by ourselves, and um, Elise ended up getting COVID, and we were all quarantined, so it ended up just being us two against everyone else, and I think that week we really bonded and became best friends and a lifelong friendship that we have now. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. I mean, I mean, it was such a unique experience in 2020, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and I think going off of what Clarence said, having that friendship bond, not only was that amazing to have off the court, but on the court I think it showed so much in the plays that we were able to create together and just having that trust and that bond on the court and just creating those amazing plays and then those amazing plays turn into some amazing wins and championships so it was at the in the end COVID season was it was good <laughs> Chloe you're in the 1000 kill club now an outstanding accomplishment and you are having your best year of many good years this year 306 kills nearly three kills per set that's career highs how have you managed to get better and peak here four hard hard years in uh, I think a lot of it's just maturity and just going up and realizing that it, you can just finesse the ball in more ways than just try to slam it straight down. And a lot of that has come from Coach Greg and just his constant guidance and constant reassurance and just working with me for the past four years and just always telling me the right things to focus on has just really helped and now started to click really well for me in my senior year. So. Uh, Claire Ann, stat-wise, you'll go down as uh, one of the best, the best defender, let's call it like it is, in the, in the history of, of Campbell Volleyball. Um, you know, when, when you guys came in and then didn't play till that spring of, uh, of 2021, but then to have such a good season, what did that do for your confidence? Because you two, and, and you especially, you came right in and started clicking right away. Yeah, well, one, it was a big shock just coming in and starting right away and having COVID there. Like, we didn't get to play club. Like, our, we didn't get to finish our club season. So we just got straight thrown in Wow, I forgot about that. Volleyball. You didn't get to play at all, spring or summer. Okay. Yeah, so it was nice to have the fall semester to get somewhat acclimated into college sports and just college in general. Um, but having... Grace and Elise above me as liberos, having Kayla come in as our assistant coach was tremendous help because it gave me three liberos who I could look up to. And then with Greg Guidance, he always has supported me ever since he recruited me. He was always just, no, you're so good, you are amazing, and you can do great things. And I think that really boosted my confidence. And then starting as a freshman was just where it all started. Coach Gorl had, had built this program, and they were a consistent winner when, when you all came in. So, so you came in at a time where, where winning culture was there. 
from a winning culture to a championship culture, what did that take? How did you guys do that? We had a great um, junior and senior class when we were freshmen. Um, Maddie Miners, Eric Hollow, Kate, Grace. Like, and I think those girls really, they were desperate to get a ring. They're, that's a, probably the best word I can think of was just desperate for it. And they let us know right off the bat, hey, like, we're getting this ring. Like, wow, did yeah. they really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that was one of our main goals. And from that point on, we had tunnel vision. And... Our sophomore year, when we played that home tournament for that championship ring, we were like, we're not walking out of here without a win. And that was just the mentality that we had since day one. So I think for us as seniors, like trying to bring that mentality into the CAA and take it with us to this tournament is something really huge. So I, I mean, so tough for you all. Like I say, at the CAA, they have to learn one new team. You, you guys have to learn 10 12 new new teams every time you're playing a team it's for the most part a, a team that you've never that, that you've never played before how tough was that it takes so much more preparation doesn't it oh for sure i think it honestly has benefited us a little bit this year just because you go into a game with no expectations and like in the big south like you would go into a game being like oh we have to beat this team we yeah. have to sweep this team because we know we're so much better than them Whereas coming into the CAA, we didn't know how we were going to do. And I think our first win at Delaware, we were like, okay, like, we can play in the CAA. Like, we can totally win a championship now, and we can beat all of these teams. And we know, like, every game we went into, it was a coin toss. Like, we didn't know how we were going to play. We didn't know how they were going to play. But every single game, it was just... We go out, we play Campbell Volleyball. Doesn't matter what they do, we're going to do us and we're going to win. What have you liked in being in this different conference? What have you liked about the CAA? I've liked the level of play. I think um, it's hard to describe, but the type of volleyball being played is a lot. It's just a level up, I would say, from the Big South, and it really makes us win or loss, we go home and we're like, okay, we got work to do. And we get back in that gym and we've got a new goal in mind for that next weekend. So I do, I think it has really challenged us this year in the best way possible. And it's just been really cool to see this team grind it out week after week and weekend after weekend and game after game. Every game, we're just trying to grind out a win. And we've been doing pretty good so far. So, yeah. Clarion, um, since you have gotten here on campus, no matter what conference you are, no matter who you're playing, you have made some of the more uh, incredible digs I have, I, I have ever seen um, in covering this. Is that taught? Do you practice that? How do you have that knack for no matter where the ball is, not only getting to it, but then being able to put it up in play to, to give your team a chance? Um, I would say it's definitely taught. Um, I came from a very well-known club back in Ohio, um, we did a lot of great things as a club team, and all my coaches there really taught me so much just about volleyball in general and being a libero, being able to read. And then once I got here, Kayla came, who was also a libero at Campbell. Um, she taught me a lot and just enhanced my vision for the game. Same with Greg. Like, all of my coaches in the past have taught me just small things I can take into my career being like, this blocker does this, tendencies on hitters, scout plays a big role in me doing my job so well. Um, yeah, it's definitely just practicing, getting every ball, sacrificing your body for everything, and just running around making plays.
Um, I, I realize that he's sitting uh, 10 feet from us, but what makes uh, Coach Goral and this program special? Coach Goral is one of a kind of a coach. Um, I think what makes him so special from any other coach that I've had is that he truly cares about you as a person off the court. And to be able to walk into a gym knowing, like, okay, this guy wants what's best for me, not even just as a player, like as a person, it makes me want to do that much more for him and practice that much harder for him and win a game for him. And so I think having a coach like that that can not only bring together a group of 15 girls that are all amazing people and you know build this program up from nothing, but to have a program where every girl wants to play for him and go out and win games for him and for each other. Like it's just a very special environment to be a part of and it all starts with Greg. Yeah, um, Greg, he's always been there to support each and every one of us, um, no matter if he's yelling or if he's giving us feedback in any way at the end of the day <laughs> he has always supported us and he's always pushed us to get to the level that we are and he is literally the main reason of why we are lucky enough to have two rings under our belt and that we are third in the CAA right now um I, I know you two uh also getting it done in the classroom which has been a hallmark of uh, of this volleyball program as well what what are your majors and, and and what are your your futures hold um so i'm studying biochemistry right now and i'm in the gray area of what to do after i get my undergrad but right now i'm probably going to go and get a phd Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Biochemistry. Not taking the easy route no. as a student <laughs> athlete. How about you, Clara? Um, mine's not as exciting as <laughs> Chloe's. Um, I'm a fitness and wellness management major with a business and or a minor in business administration. Okay, now that makes it that that tag there. You're you're pretty serious about your studies too. Yes. Come on now. <laughs> um, but my plan is to get a master's in sport management at somewhere. That is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, finally. You all have been through it before. You, you, you've lifted trophies. You've lifted a tournament trophy. What is it going to take uh, for this team to get through the CAA tournament and lift that tr trophy on Saturday? So we've actually just had a team meeting recently, and one of the main messages that we emphasized was like, okay, this is it. It's quite literally as dramatic as it sounds, do or die. Like, we want to step into that gym, and we want to leave it all out and be like, okay, we're not leaving here without it. Once again, that championship mentality, we're not leaving here without a win. And so I think just getting everybody, all 15 girls, on that same page of, like, it's now or nothing. It's do or die. Yeah, and one of our main slogans from that meeting was, it's Campbell Volleyball against the world. Campbell yeah. Volleyball against the whole CAA. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to have that tunnel vision, like Chloe was saying, to get that ring and to lift that trophy up again. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of this, uh, out of this busy week. We wish you uh, um, all the luck. And thank you for all you've done for this program, for this university. And, and gosh, uh, we wish you the best of luck this week. Thank, thank you so you. much. Appreciate it. Chloe and Clear and two of the best. Thanks to uh, Campbell head coach Greg Goral, Campbell head football coach Mike Minner. Campbell Volleyball versus Northeastern, 6.30 on Thursday to start the CAA tournament. The winner takes on Delaware at 6.30 on Friday. The championship match, 7 p.m. on Saturday. All matches on Flow Sports in Towson, Maryland. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Monday with Campbell head coach Mike Minner. This has been Campbell Cole Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.